Uh, is uh, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Central National Bank. Thank you for what you do. And uh, we are now joined by Steve Smith, former Baylor baseball coach. And, uh, Steve, I love it how things go full circle. We had to say goodbye to you a few years back. And then years later, it's like, how do we get things back to what it was like when Steve Smith was here? <laughs> I, I kind of uh, – I, I, you got to get a chuckle, but uh, – it, it's tremendous. I, I've been thinking about you through this search, and and uh, and I think we've been celebrating some of your teams in recent years. So that had to be a. Uh, I I hope you sort of take it as a uh, a compliment to all that that you did that they would go back and hire somebody uh, from your staff. It's uh, and by the way, it's great to have you on today. Thank you, Matt, and it's it's great to be on, and I appreciate you know you reaching out and. I'm extremely happy and proud for Mitch and Amber and their girls. And, you know, you know, I left seven years ago, not on my own accord. I mean, it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I, I remember the, at the time saying that I, I didn't agree with it, but I would accept it. Uh, and I did. Um, and, you know, it obviously – hasn't gone unbelievably well. I mean, Steve Rodriguez didn't do a bad job. Um, and I don't think, you know, this change was made uh, without a lot of, you know, just a lot of thought. I, I think that, uh, I think Mac Rhodes, you know, probably gave it a whole lot of thought. But I think, you know, when it was made now, where, where do we go? And, um you know, to have to have someone like Mitch who's still there and uh, and knows the university extremely well. I mean, you know, when we came there, I knew Baylor pretty well. I'd gone to Baylor, uh, and I was young enough even at the time that I could counsel some of my players on who not to take <laughs> because I I'd had some of my professors were still around. <laughs> and uh, you know, Mitch. Mitch had to learn to that kind of stuff. But now he's a he's also a Baylor parent. He's he's got girls that have gone to Baylor, and you know, and Amber's worked at Baylor, so they're they're much more deeply, you know, entrenched than they ever have been. And uh, so it's not going to be an easy job. Baylor was never easy. It's it's expensive, and and I. I will do for Mitch what I didn't have anybody do for me. He's got to sell something where everybody that plays there right now has got to pay to play. And it's expensive, and that's why the sport looks like it does, you know, demographically. But there's there's something on the horizon with the NCAA and this transformation committee that could really launch uh, programs like Baylor and when I say programs like Baylor, I'm talking about places that the university is the greatest thing they've got. And, and I think Baylor University, the strongest thing about Baylor, honestly, I, and I say this with all due respect to every coach and every program, the strongest thing about Baylor University is on the academic side, is the university itself. And, you know, I think that, and honestly, I think that's why Scott's had so much success. I think it's it's why every program there that has had success, they they have something, and I don't like the word sell, but it's they have something to sell 
that other places don't have. Um, there are many schools around there. There are great universities everywhere that that dispense information and you know and really uh, train and 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 prepare people academically for for life. I personally think Baylor does more than that. Uh, Baylor is a is a place. You get more than information. It's it's possible to get transformation there, and you know. And Mitch knows that, and Mitch believes that. And and I'm telling you, if the, if this if you can go back to the word transformation, if this transformation committee gets their way right now through the NCAA, uh, and and Mitch winds up with 26 full scholarships, uh, look out. Uh, now all of a sudden. You know that choice of of going to school with fifty or sixty thousand students down the road just because it was cheaper, uh, it, it may really change. And so, I'm excited for him. I'm glad that you know that it's it's somebody. And I, you know, I'll use this word within the family. Uh, you know, years and years ago when I came to Baylor as a player, uh, you know that that's really what I heard a lot of. I didn't grow up Baylor. I grew up in Mississippi, and so I didn't know. You know, I knew Baylor played in the Southwest Conference, and if I was any good, I'd find out. And but they talked about the Baylor family, and you know, over time, I think we lost a lot of the Baylor family, and we we wanted to be, you know, and I'll use the word the Baylor Nation. Um, and I got nothing against nations, but they fight a lot, and they don't necessarily <laughs> get along. And I. I I think I think family is important, and we had that, you know, we had that in baseball, and and this is going to continue it. So I'm I'm extremely excited for him and happy for him. What was uh, what, what was uh, the first time you uh, that Mitch came across your radar? I mean, y'all, you've got. Uh, I mean, I look at y'all's histories, and you, like you say, Mississippi, and and. What what even all the way back then, you know, nineteen ninety five, you arrive uh, on the Baylor uh, to coach at Baylor. You'd already been a Baylor player. What was it? Uh, what did you see in Mitch all those years ago when y'all first got together that said, "I want this guy," you know, in the dugout with me? Well, when we first met, when I came to Mississippi State, and I'd been at Texas A and M for two years, and and actually had met Steve Jonigan there. And so Hoot and I, we go back all the way to 1987. Wow. And I was at A&M for two years, and I left and, and got a job at Mississippi State, which was a thrill. And Mitch, at Mississippi State, we had four graduate assistants at that time, which is incredible. Division One baseball can have no graduate assistants today. We had four at that time. And Mitch was one of the four guys when I first went over there. And I had been there two years, and we had another full-time spot open on the staff. And that's when Steve Jonigan left Texas A&M, and he came to Mississippi State. So for three years over there, it's me and me and Hoot working together. And the thing I immediately – not immediately, but over time with Mitch, you know, being a GA on our staff at Mississippi State, he had, I mean, he was really the recruiting side of the game. He was really into, and even though he couldn't, you know, as a graduate assistant, you couldn't do much. And if you're one of four of them, you, you really, you know, you really had to assert yourself to, 
you know, to, to, to have much role at all, but he did. And so while I was there, he left, he left two different times. He went to Radford uh, for a brief time uh, as a coach. He came back and in my last year at state, he had left and come ironically here to Auburn. And he was actually at Auburn when I got hired at Baylor and he and I talked, I mean, we, we were communicating all through that. And I, uh, when I called him after I'd been offered the job and accepted the job at Baylor, I called him and I'll never forget it. I said to him, we took the job. Um, I mean, we, we took it. I said, and, and then I had to sit down with Hoot and explain to him, you know, I didn't think he wanted to come. I mean, he was a full-time assistant at Mississippi state. I didn't think he'd make a lateral move from Mississippi state to Baylor at that time. And, you know, so I had to kind of halfway explain and it, you know, a year later I got him, you know, he came. And so now all of a sudden the three of us are back together and that, you know, that, that run lasted a long time. And, you know, Mitch was the, he was the face of the program uh, on the recruiting side and, you know, had big time, had the it factor for it. Who was the, he was the glue on the field with the players in the dugout. I mean, you know, Mitch and I were a little too much type A to be, you know, always, you know, to always have every player love us, but, you know, <laughs> but it was, it was, you know, it just, it worked. And, you know, I wish it could have worked longer. Um, and there's some things I do differently if I could go back and, and do them again, but I I'm grateful that, you know, he and I, we, we, we reconciled a long time ago. Um, God's been good. And, uh, and this, you know, this opportunity, I'm just, I'm happy for him extremely. And, you know, I appreciate the first I heard of the first I heard of this today was from Mitch. Um, uh, you know, he called me this morning and, and I'll share this with you. And, and, and this is, this may be, may be too personal to share, but I, I got, I got to share it with somebody. So I'll just, I'll just tell you, Yeah. you know, since 2012, uh, or prior to 2012, anytime Mitch reached out to me for the, you know, probably 20 years, he always called me Schmitty. And, and that's not unusual. All my friends pretty much have always called me Schmitty and I've always loved that. And I never liked it when a girl called me Schmitty, but I, I loved it when, a, when all the play, when all the coaches did, but you know, from 2012 until about nine 30 this morning, when Mitch and I had talked over these last, you know, seven to 10 years, he always called me Steve. And it was like, you know, and I, and I recognize it. I didn't think it was anything intentional. I just thought it just was natural, you know, because of the you know, stuff that had gone on. I was no longer Schmitty. I was Steve. And, you know, I think the thing that, that, that touched me the most today was to hear him, to hear him start the phone call by saying Smitty. Um, that just, you know, the whole thing meant the world to me. And, and I, I just want to share that. I'm glad you did. I mean, that's, uh, 
y'all had an amazing thing for a lot of years, and hey, stuff happens, and it doesn't always end like you like you say you want it to, but you, you life does give you opportunities, and I think most times when we reconcile with people, we're glad we did. You know, it's not like we sit around, we're glad we let something continue forever, but sometimes it takes a little while uh, to heal some of that stuff, so um, I, that's really neat. I'm glad you did share that. And, uh, and that's, it's exciting when you talk about family and the Baylor family and Hey, you went there, you're still a part of the Baylor family. I mean, that's, uh, isn't that kind of neat to look at? So Mitch is back at Baylor. Hoot is uh part of the softball program. <laughs> you're, you're part of the Tigers organization. So we're probably not going to be able to get you back from the major leagues, but, uh, it's just most times in life, you can't go home or you can't bring things back. Uh, and it is kind of there is something about Baylor to what you were saying earlier that I think it I think it does bring people back and then you know after an amount of time and so this is going to be uh, this is going to be kind of fun to to watch talking to Steve Smith uh, longtime Baylor baseball coach I I had uh, Jason Jennings on earlier and he was calling you he said you were like a second father to him uh, he had an amazing career now he still was bringing up something that happened in that Florida, that must have been a Florida regional. And he says you and he, you still are not on the same page about a pitch count. And it must have been really hot that day. And perhaps, I don't know if you took him out before he wanted to come out. I, I, I don't have that game in my memory like you would. But uh, I did think it was no, funny I, that. <laughs> yeah, he likes to bring that one up. But, you know, this was our, this was. This was the first regional, so this was year number four, 98. We we made the regional in Gainesville back when it was a 48-team bracket. And we go out and lose game one, which was one of the most difficult losses. We have Kip Wells on the mound. It's in the sixth inning of the game. We are ahead nine to nothing. And I'm not going to go through it blow by blow, but we lose this game after leading nine to nothing after five innings. So the next day we have to face Florida. Uh, you know, we're a loser facing a winner, you know, back in that old bracket. And, you know, Jason's pitching and we get to the ninth inning of this game. And I think we were up, you know, seven to two, you know, five or six runs, something like that. and. You know, Jason, ninth inning of the game, he walks a couple, I think, or maybe they got a hit or two. But ultimately, they loaded the bases with one out. And I looked at the pitch chart, and this is where he would, this is where he argues with me. And he was at like 125, <laughs> which is still a ton. All right. I mean, it's a bunch. But, but I, every guy I had put in the game the day before, had given up a three-run home run, and that's how we lost a nine-run lead. So I was determined to do anything I had to do to not go to that bullpen again. But I walked out to the mound, you know, with the bases loaded, you know, one out, and I went there, and, you know, the infielders come up. I looked at Jason, and uh, I don't know if he did. His nickname was Diesel, you know. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it to you to figure out why. But we uh, – <laughs> I said, these, I said, I, I said, you see these runners here? I said, these guys are all yours. I said, I'll be back when you get to 165. All right. <laughs> I was trying to, I was just letting him know you ain't coming out of this game. 
All right. So <laughs> this is your mess. You're going to get out of it. I'm not coming back until you do. And the umpire, who was a Big 12 umpire, uh, who had thrown me out earlier in the year, all right, uh, he was doing the plate. And he, I had had a conversation with him earlier in the year about balls and strikes in which he had told me, you know, I'll give you one ball, but I won't give you two. You know, he's somewhat off the plate, which that's a whole nother discussion. But, man, how good are you when you can do that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he comes out to the mound and I looked at him and I'm being very, pol- I'm being very polite. I said, I said, how close is he? And he literally said two balls. <laughs> and I looked at, I looked at Jason and I said, get, I said, get it closer. And I went back to the dugout. Now the guy that came up to the plate, you're going to know this name is David Ross. Yeah. And nobody knew who David Ross was back then. All right. I mean, he's managing the Cubs right now. But David Ross came up to the plate, and I think it was the first pitch. He hits a double that clears the bases. I mean, dead center field, off the wall. And then Jason settled down. And and I remember the last out of the game was a call third. (laughs) And I thought, (laughs) praise the Lord, he got it closer. (laughs) And, you know, the final total pitch count, it it probably was in the 140s, but – he likes to say 165, and I, that was just a threat. That wasn't an actual um, – he next to do that. And, but we did win that game. And, um, you know, then the next day we go play 14 innings with Illinois and lose that one and we're done. So, but, now Jason's probably the greatest all-around player that maybe has ever played at Baylor. And, and um, you know – it was early, and it was the second year we were there when we got Jason committed, and I thought, man, this is going to be easy. <laughs> it, it took a while. It took a while to get the next one, but what a great guy. Yeah, yeah. You, he, so I think Mitch went to see him, and he was catching, you know? And, and uh, I No, think I had, went to see him, and he was You catching. did. I oh, was, okay. was catching. I went to his home. <laughs> I went to his house, and his daddy wanted him to be a catcher. I mean, his dad thought he was a catcher. His dad played at Texas. His dad thought he was a catcher. And, you know, <laughs> I told him, I said, I've never seen anybody throw a ball to second base like he does. He doesn't even move his feet. I mean, he was so big. Um, <laughs> and I loved him because, you know, Jason's, Jason looks as good today. His body today is probably better than it yeah. was as an 18, 17-, 18-year-old. But <laughs> – you know, I knew back then that nobody was going to give that 17, 18-year-old body. He had then a million dollars. And so he was, like, awesome to get him because I thought we'd keep him. And three years later, you know, he had the same body. And now, all of a sudden, it's really durable, you know. <laughs> you know, it turned into a real durable ball. So he got he got his million dollars and then some. And, uh, you know, had a great career in the big leagues. And, you know, again, just – great guy I, I am this is a great day and you know for those guys to, to get to, you know reconnected you know to the program now uh you know if there was ever a hire that was for the greater good this was it um you know this is a hire for the greater good and and mitchell make good on it and mitchell make everybody proud and uh and I have no doubt about that. 
Well, this was fun. Uh, I knew it would be. And uh, Mac told us he was going back and looking at videos from when y'all were rolling uh, at the new Baylor ballpark. And um, and that's kind of what, you know, when he, I think, was making some major decisions, realized that it just wasn't looking like that anymore. And so I think that's a real compliment to what you built and uh, had rolling for those 20 years uh, uh, you were in uh, Waco, Texas, and Steve is fun. Next time, I want to hear more about the uh, about what's going on with the with the Tigers and and what you're doing. You were back in college out there at Tennessee Tech, and then decided to go with uh, Detroit. So next time, let's talk about all that. But this was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate you sharing that story with us because it was extremely uh, meaningful, and I and I think uh, I, I I just I, I loved hearing it. Thank you. And I, and I appreciate very much you reaching out and giving me an opportunity to share with everybody. I, you know, got a son that still lives there. You know, our roots are there. Lots of friends. We have a granddaughter there now. We got another grand, we got a little, we got a little boy on the way first of August. So, you know, it's, it's, it's Waco's a special place for us. And, you know, maybe now to make it a little easier to come back. I think uh, you you are always welcome, and it'd be awesome to see you at the ballpark. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. You bet. There you go, Steve Smith, longtime Baylor baseball coach, and uh, we will uh, we will be back. Lots of great stuff today. Uh, lots of great interviews, and we appreciate everybody being a part of it. Next, it's the dismount. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics.